us pray. Lord Jesus, it is you who wakes me up every day. And I am forever grateful for your love. This is why I pray. You let me touch so many people, and it's all for the good. I influenced so many children, I never thought that I would. And I couldn't take credit for the love they get, because it all comes from you, Lord. I'm just the one that's giving it. And when it seems like the pressure gets to be too much, take time out and pray. Lord, I am not perfect by a long shot. I confess to you, Dad. But I work hard every day, and I hope that you hear me. In my heart, I mean well. But if you'll help me to grow, then what I have in my heart begin to show. <coughs> and when I get going, I'm not looking back for nothing. I will know where I'm headed. Cause I'm so tired. Sorry. I stand before you, a weakened version of your reflection, begging for direction. For my soul needs resurrection. I don't deserve what you've given me, but you never took it from me. Because I am grateful, and I use it, and I do not. Worship money. If what you want from me is to bring your children to you, my regret is only having one life to do it instead of two. What it do, what it do, baby. We back at it once again with this thing called Wooisms. Yes, sir. <clears throat> it's your boy Woo. And I'm sitting here with the homie Big Hess. What happening? What's happening? With the homie Jay Easy. What up? And uh we are on episode 63. Three past hour. Yes, sir. Um first off, you know, we opened up. The episode this week, man, with uh, a prayer, the words from the late, great Earl Simmons, known to the world as DMX. Yeah. Um, DMX, he uh, transitioned from earth to heaven. This past week, um, so we just only thought it was right to open up and to pay our respects to the dog himself. Oh man, 
man, it, it and we talked about this in pre-production. It's just, it's sad the way he went out. Simply, we, everybody knew his struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, he had struggled with addiction for a long time. You know what I'm saying? But like with most people that have addictions like that, regardless of how it's introduced, like they're they're addicted to it because they're trying to uncover, like trying to cover something. Right. Yeah. Trying to fill some type of void. <clears throat> and like if you know anything about the story, man, he had like he had a lot of issues like with his mom not being loved by her the way he, he should have and you know, people taking advantage of him. And I think just ultimately throughout his life, I feel like he was just searching for love. Yeah. And and to feel that void, man, even, you know, he had his, his stretches where he was good and not and good and not. When he wasn't, he was just trying to feel that, 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 that hurt, man. Mm-hmm. And it was it ultimately ended the way it did, man. So it's just so sad because he was such a talented guy. You can tell through his music how genuine he was. In the interviews you saw how genuine he was. A lot of people brought that up. Um, but he was just, he was battling some personal demons, man. And, you know, ultimately got the best of them. Yeah, man. We, um, <clears throat> matter of fact, uh, we're actually going to talk about what could be considered demons um, today in, for the episode. But, you know, just first and foremost, man, um, just want to know how you know how y'all doing this week how y'all feeling you know uh us being black men we always have to do a a mental a health and welfare check on each other yeah so you know big heads how you how you doing this week brother man i'm just i've had like a lot going on for the last few weeks Mm -hmm. and like i'm just constantly busy um constantly and so was able to get some some family time in this week. Took the kids a couple of places yes well Friday and Thursday. But like still even it's just like I'm feel like I'm up to my ears and just stuff I gotta do. Right. So, you know, trying to find like a release point has been a struggle for me. Cause I just like I'm like I just don't see an end. Cause I got so much I gotta do. Mm-hmm. You know? So um but outside of that you know, I guess I'm I'm straight. Cool. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I'm I'm straight, man. It, it's been actually a lot of little stuff happening. You know, really like just dealing with, you know, like work stuff. There's a lot more stuff happening. Like I got people, you know, that's on vacation, and then you know somebody else had a death in the family, and you know, and it's like that's a little stress. I've been having to, you know work way more, you know what I'm saying, dealing with that type of stuff and uh, <clears throat> still, you know, trying to still be there a lot for Melissa and stuff too, you know, so she could, you know, still at least get her some type of release right. here and now, mm-hmm. but it ain't too much I do either, you know what I'm saying, because <laughs> most times, you know, the baby, like, you know, it want the mama, you know what I'm saying, and, right. you know, it just ain't enough time within, you know, a lot of that stuff, but we working on all that, but, um, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's been crazy, man, you know, whipped down, so I've been getting hit, you know what I'm saying, like, heavily, but, you know, it's all good, I'm still straight, you know, making, making it do what it do, uh, I'm good, though, but, yeah, it's, it was my mom's birthday, uh, yesterday, so, or that was, uh, Friday, 
So, uh, had some at the house. She came by, you know, celebrate her birthday and all that. And Dope. So, it was good to be able to do that for her. Uh, but, yeah, I'm good. Man, happy, uh, happy belated birthday, Miss Diane. Yep. Um, you know, lead Sunday school superintendent teacher extraordinaire over at the church. Let's <laughs> see, I'm holding my comment. Like, like Kanye, Kanye say, man, mama was a teacher 35 years in the church. <laughs> For real. Yeah, man, so that's a blessing there in itself, man. Uh, me personally, man, um, uh, I guess, uh, man, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. On a scale of 10, I'm probably probably about an 8 this week, you know. Um, got my second dose of the Pfizer. How you feeling after that? Uh, are you asking as a friend or are you asking, like, <laughs> as an em- employer? <laughs> well, I mean, like. I don't employ you. Oh, okay. So, As a friend, I was, uh, you know, I was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. Um, but, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, I, I, was, I was out of work for three days, you know, feeling bad. Had a little diarrhea. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A little back chills. We call that that back and forth. You yeah, had some of that back and forth. Going yeah, on. not like not not no Aaliyah back and forth. Yeah, no, no, no. no. But uh, man, you know, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, you know, me as being the type that, you know, my mom worked at the uh, board of health, so you know, we were always abreast on our shots and 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 you know, uh, vaccines and and. Uh, Immunizations, um, and even though you know I got tattoos, I don't like needles. Mm. Um, so you know I was kind of nervous uh, both times going in there to get the first and the second shot. Mm-hmm. You know, just from you know what we hear, and you know automatically your anxiety kicks in, like oh shit, uh, oh. but um, you know shit is a little little prick. So, um, like I said, man, um, I was good. Didn't have like no, no, no side of no big side effects except for like the injection area where the soreness uh, occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, man, you know, I'm out here. They say what Pfizer is ninety six percent. So uh, I'm ninety six percent vaccinated, <laughs> and the other four percent, I'm gonna still wear my mask. So. Hey, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, step, 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 <laughs> woo, it's good. So, you know, it's about to be a hot woo summer with the homies and the family. Because I'm going to be, we're going to be out here. I'm just happy. I'm excited. Uh, Pfizer, y'all kick a little bit of money to us because I just pubbed the hell out of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, man, you know, uh. I mean, we're gonna we'll get off into the topic in a minute, but you know, just briefly, man. Um, I I was at first I was one that was like I'm not gonna get the vaccine. Yeah. Um, but you know, just seeing how things can take a quick turn. You know, one day you could be up and fucking doing jumping jacks and laughing and joking, and the next minute you could be down. 
you know, um, and we already as black men have a low expectancy of life rate. Yeah. Um, especially the times that we're living in right now, uh, you know, with the good with the good old boys and uh, the, the good boys in the blue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that cuts that that expected that life expectancy rate down a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, if I could do my part to uh, not cut it a little bit lower, I'm going to do my part. Yeah. Um, so, and then the fact that, you know, my mom had got it and she has underlying illnesses and, you know what I'm saying, like, shit, I just want to be around family and friends. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm planning to get mine next week, my first dose. But originally, I was one of the people. I was like, "Ain't injecting me with that stuff, right?" You know, because like, I was not even like a big proponent of like the flu shot. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I got the flu shot one year, and still caught the flu. So I was like, that was a waste of time. But um, you know, with this, I, it's so serious. And then the way that they're mandating things based around this one virus. You almost have to have the vaccine in order to function. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Without question. So, <clears throat> and I like to travel. Oh yeah. So, in order for me to travel, if I gotta take the shot, gotta take it. But, gotta take it. Yeah. But it's ultimately too by just protecting everybody you care about. Exactly. You know. And hey, you know what, man? This this might be going off in a tangent, man. But my goodness, I love my black people to death. But some of you niggas, some of y'all are just, some of y'all really need to take uh, uh, some Zoloft and go to sleep because you're too fucking woke. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh man, you know, they just targeting the black communities. They trying to take us out even more. Uh, I've been seeing some white people get it too, brother. Right. Man, uh, man, you don't remember what happened in the Tuskegee experiment? Bro, it's yes, like, I do. It's like, let it go. But as black folks, we we let the wrong type of shit go. <laughs> right. Like, like black folk, man, we'll let go. Uh, what both them jeans family? When that white lady went in there and killed that man, they up there hugging that unseasoned chicken <laughs> in the courtroom and right. saying it. Kumbaya and it's gonna be okay. You wanna let that shit go, but then when they come out with this vaccine, man, man, they trying to kill us, man. The Tuskegee experiment. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm from Alabama. I know about the Tuskegee experiment because that's one of the things that we learn in the black community here in Alabama. Yeah, I got. It. But please, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, it's 2021. But like some of you niggas out here raw dogging, right? But you won't go get the vaccine, right? And you won't even buy a, a, a two dollar rub at the gas station, right? But you won't go get a free vaccine, right? Man, miss me with that shit. <laughs> but like two is just man. Like think about the conspiracies that came out like because of like Corona's like uh, what's causing coronavirus? It's five G. 5G is causing Corona. But you niggas going to get the new iPhone. <laughs> right, exactly. So, like, ain't going to stop you from upgrading your phone. But that's what's causing 5G. You going to stop using your cell phone? Oh, man, the Chinese, man, they, 
they they brought the shit over. But shit, you niggas sure be up at the at the uh, number one super channel, <laughs> get some crab rangoon and some shrimp fried rice. <laughs> you niggas would do that, Gerald. You got that's a lot of everything to do, bro. <laughs> say it's a yeah, lot of wooisms. Like, wooisms. <laughs> <laughs> but man, like, man, come on, man. Like, if anything, people do 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 your own research behind it. Don't just go off of what people are saying and people of the past. Like, shit, me personally, I waited a little bit. I look and see. Right. You know, but in the end, I went and got it. Cause I'm trying to be out here in these streets. Yeah, but it was like it was kind of a wait and see thing too. Like, cause when they were doing those those first doses, you had people getting facial paralysis and stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> nah, not me. Nah, nah. I, my face, nah. I, I already get a little paralyzed when I drink too much tequila. <laughs> right, right. right. Nah. Like I get a little slew mouth myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm like, mm mm. Nah, not gonna do that. Not, but today. Yeah, but it's like you know they didn't kind of they figured it out. So. Oh yeah. But. Oh uh, man. Well, anyway, man, you know we just went off on a little tangent real quick, but like I said before, man, we uh we wanted to give our our condolences, man, to uh, DMX's uh, family and, and close friends and and. Uh, you know, uh, just send one up to, 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 to DMX, man. But with that being said, like, another thing, too, like, these addictions, you know, um, these vices that we have in life, man, it just started to make me think. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I am the most religious person in the world, um, you know, uh, I have, you know, my boy Gerald Hilson to the left of me, and we were raised up in the church, um, so this week, man, I just started thinking, like, addictions, vices, those seven deadly sins, right, um, seven deadly sins, man. Son, you are uh, working on your deaconship in the church. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Sean, like, uh, head deacon, um, second in command on the number two Ursha board, uh, the choir director for the men's choir. No, I'm not. Uh, Let's just say I'm heavily involved in the church. <laughs> so, like, when, so I'm pretty sure you you you've been abreast on the salad. seven deadly sins. <clears throat> so, like, before you know, like, you can get into like the individual sins, like, kind of like I was talking about before. A lot of the reason we dabble in certain things is because we're trying to fill a void of something, right? You know, so like, like. I spoke of earlier for DMX I felt like it was love or like thereof right right so like throughout life we try to feel it with things people um stuff like that 
and the way that we're wired as humans, like we have to have something tangible mm-hmm. in order to feel like it's we're feeling we're feeling that void or it's justifiable, right? Which is why a lot of the times we feel things with, with drugs, alcohol, or people because that's something that we can physically touch or physically see, or even that we can physically blame when stuff starts going wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of looking in the mirror and being like, okay, like let me just deal with this issue head on so I can overcome this and move on to the next thing. Right. So I think, especially from a mental health standpoint, we avoid, like everybody takes the path of least resistance mm-hmm. for the most part. And it's not just with, like from a confrontation standpoint, like if we get into it, like it ain't just that. It's with dealing with the issues that we have in our lives. Right. Whether that be with <clears throat> something from our childhood or um, something from a past relationship or something of that nature. Like, we just don't. We just don't do it. We refuse. As if, like, that issue is going to go away if we don't deal with it mm-hmm. or if we find something else. But ultimately, the, the issue really just <laughs> grows bigger and it gets deeper because we never handle it. It's like that snowball effect, man. You yeah, know, you start at the top of the mountain, and shit, it just it just keeps rolling, rolling. Like, man, Jay, you remember, man? I'm gonna tell you, like, so I don't know if y'all did this over at Scarborough, man. Mm. You know, but we we was over at, at uh, Sydney Phillips, old PPS. Mm-hmm. So we used to do like weird shit, man. Jerry, you remember when when it was a big thing at one point in time when everybody was making the rubber band balls and shit like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And see who can make the biggest rubber band ball and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to start that mug in the middle with that little piece of rolled up uh, paper ball. And then you start adding your rubber bands around and all that other stuff, man. That's that's to me that's kind of like how these these vices occur, man, trying to fill those voids in life. And then a lot of times, like, what people do, people a lot of times become the things that they that they uh, despise the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, I heard this earlier in the week on Undisputed, you know, with Shannon and Skip. And they, they was talking about when the information came out from the black box of Tiger Woods uh, vehicle and... They released the police reports and the police statements and said he was going there to celebrate at high speed. Woo, 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 woo. Then they got to talking about, you know, when he started to decline. And then they talked about, you know, his, uh, they, they touched on the, the HBO documentary and uh, basically, you know, in that HBO documentary, it was, you know, uh, shining light on like all the women that Tiger had. Uh, extramarital affairs with and you know the one thing that that Tiger despised the most of his dad he loved his dad to death but he despised the most because his dad was stepping out on his mom Mm -hmm. so you know he came he became that um that's a a lot of times like people become those things that they despise the most facts you know um I mean like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I despised my dad because he was so strict on me, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it most times. And then, you know, being a young man, we always try either an older brother, uh, our dad, or that, that 
positive male figure in our life. We always got to try those three at one point in time in our life. Yeah. And that one time when I got victorious against my dad, I felt like I conquered the world. Mm-hmm. And then again, after that, I felt bad because I was like, I'm fighting my dad. Yeah. You know, that was that was younger me. And then we grew up. I grew up. And, you know, we had a last relationship. But I say, I say like, my dad was, was strict. I find myself being strict on my kids. I know they hate it. <clears throat> yeah. But I didn't see it then, and I see it now. It helped me become the person that I am. Right. Um. Sometimes those things that you don't like about a certain person, they kind of help you become who you are. Well, even if you do or don't like something about somebody, it kind of helps mold you of who you ain't, who who you grow up to be in life. Right. You know, uh, that's my little tangent, my little tidbit on that. But, I mean, I feel that, though. Um, If you're just looking at what people carry from their childhoods, people carry a lot from their childhoods. Mm -hmm. And um, so, like, for me, like, I was, like, I was expected to do, like, just great things. With that comes pressure, though. And people put you on the pedestal so then you feel like you can't make mistakes so when you make mistakes like you really hard on yourself mm-hmm. you know it's like well like ah, oh, i made a mistake you know i don't let this person down that person down that person down and then you don't feel like you can you can come back from that right when honestly like you it's not meant for you to be perfect right it's not the way this thing is set up nobody else nobody here is perfect so but like when you are raised in that type of environment that's hard to to grasp mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's hard to grasp and then kind of like what you were saying like in the beginning I started to push that on my kids and then I had to realize like hey look you didn't like this growing up mm-hmm. you need to be more understanding of them and find a different way to handle that right. and you know thank God for my wife too because like she's she started to to handle it first and then I kind of follow her lead in that because I just and like I said because I was raised I didn't know any other way so I had to learn and figure it out. Yeah. You know, but you know, you have to be you have to be careful and then just when that stuff happens, just like like deal with it and nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. People don't want to deal with stuff. Yeah. You know? But see like I hear what you're saying and then like I think back on my childhood, right? As far as like in the school. You know what I'm saying? Like I this may become a shocker because of the way that I act at times, but a lot of people don't realize, like, I'm a pretty kind of smart guy. You are smart. I mean, that's partly why you act the way you do. Cause I'm, a, I'm a pretty smart guy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't pushed in school to be that A honor roll student, that A B honor roll student. I, man, all the way up until, what, maybe junior year in high school, I was C's. A few B's here. I can hardly remember ever making A's. You know what I'm saying? Like, Gerald will tell you, like, well, now me and you, Sean, we, we never took class together. But Gerald, I'll tell you, man, like, shit, 
I was the one in class. Man. I was literally that class clown. Like, I, I mean, it just wasn't the fact that I was reaching out for uh, attention. It was just like the shit just came natural. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it reflected in my grades. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I love my parents to death, but they they didn't stay on me to maintain or be on that A or that A B on the road. Like, man, looking at all these smart people, man, that we went to school with, man, like the Jordan Hells, man, and and you know, Kim <coughs> Preston and Nisha and you know what I'm saying, like Dominique and and and, and uh man uh Jared uh Rob, you know what I'm saying, like all these man smart people that we went to school with, bro. You know, and here it is. Like I was just, I was, I was just hanging. <laughs> you know, so I think like nowadays, like for me, you know, when I saw that my kids were smart and they were making good grades, I stayed on them to make good, good grades. I didn't pressure. I, I, I don't think that I'm a parent that pressures them to make good grades. I'm like, I think they see that by them making good grades, they get a lot more rewards. Yeah. And, you know, and when they do slip, and when that grade does slip, and they, I see a C, and I just talk to them sternly, and they get upset. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe about two, probably about two or three weeks ago. Uh, Kenna, that's that's my my seven year old. She's in the second grade. She, she you know, she she's in the uh, magnet program. Teacher calls me and you know, she says, uh, Mr. Wooten, uh, we had a test in class today, and Kenna just rushed through it, and that's not like her, and she didn't do too well. She put Kenna on the phone. Let me talk to her, and I, I'm so disappointed in you. You know, you're so much better than that. Um, why did you rush through your your uh, your test and not take your time? Now you got a bad grade. That's not like you. And I can hear, you know, tearing up and doing the whole sniffling and stuff. And when she got in the car and I just turned around and looked at her, and she just burst out into tears. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, did that make me feel good? No, it didn't make me feel good. Right. But I know my child's potential. I know what my child does. And her making a bad grade on the on the test is not her. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm taking from my childhood of the lack of what my parents did as far as that part of me, educational wise, and reversing it. Yeah. So that's kinda like taking that one thing that I, I despised and it's molding me to, you know, it's impacting me now as a, as a as a parent. Right. You know, um, Jay, you just been over there a little quiet, bro. What, you know what you got to add on to to the topic? Yeah, man. Uh, like I was saying, man, you you despise or you you say the things that you're not gonna be, and then you basically end up being the things that you originally kind of almost wanted to avoid being, but. Like you said, it's it's a it's a lot about just understanding for real too, cause you know, like being younger, young, you don't understand. Okay, well, 
this was happening this way because of this. Like, oh, you know, dad wasn't trying to be all, you know, mean. He just wanted me to be better. Or he he didn't want me to do what he did. <clears throat> right. And that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so, you know, like, uh, and then when, when you switch and you get to that parent role, then it's like, oh, okay. I'm, you kind of see it a little bit differently. And then you see them having that same perspective that you had back then. So it's like a, it's a constant little struggle. But, like, with stuff like Tiger and stuff, man, like being able to see that, you know, I always see what his dad was doing. It, it, in a sense, it, that's like putting him on game. Like he was uh, almost like trained to be that way on, on something like by watching it or being there, you know, as almost a part of it. And so it's like, you know, you – you learning the game firsthand, but you know he might not be trying to teach you the game, but you like learning the game while also learning the other game too. Right. And so it's like, you know, uh, you at that point, you know, he have no choice—not really no choice—but he almost is bred to still do or to be that same type of person, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy like how we like like we'll leverage the mistakes of our parents to justify our actions. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. but too, and like, like with that, we, <clears throat> we resent them to an extent yeah. for all of that. But like, it's a lot easier to forgive somebody when you understand their perspective. Mm-hmm. And so when we become, became parents and then we really start having to figure this thing out, we like, you know what? Like that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Man, you ain't lying, bro. Because, like, I used to always be mad at my dad growing up. Yeah. Because of the fact that, like, my dad, he was he was still active military, right? And he was stationed, like, right in uh, Fort Walton Beach. So he'll be there during the week, and then he'll come home on the weekend. But, shit, a lot of times, like, he was missing out on a lot of shit during the week. You know what I'm saying? Because I was I was actively involved. You know, uh, shit. I played I played baseball, football. You know what I'm saying? So I was actively involved, and he wasn't there. And my mom, you know, most of the time, like she wasn't able to come because she was working late and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, I always said like I wasn't I wasn't gonna I didn't want to join the military because of. The fact that the military had my dad so much. I was like, um, you know, uh, when I had kids, I wasn't going to be away from him. Because he was away from me, you know, growing up. Um, Shit. But as I got older, what happened? I joined the military. What happened? I had to leave my kids, my wife and my family... You know what I'm saying? For like, you know, a total like three to four years. You know what I'm saying? Chasing my my career. <clears throat> having to do what I had to do. Um, and then also, you know, another thing too that I took, you know, from my dad. My dad, you know, uh, he had a hustler's mentality. He worked. He grinded. But he didn't enjoy life like, like I think a retired veteran should have been enjoying life. Like, my dad, like, what he enjoyed out of life was working, mm-hmm. making money. He enjoyed Smirnoffs. 
MD twenty twenty. Yes, sir. Pack a pack of Newport. You know what I'm saying? That that's what he enjoyed. Mm-hmm. My mom would have to drag him on a trip. Me in reverse, I'm like, I'm not working that hard. If, if I can find, find a way to retire tomorrow, I'm retired. And I'm not working no more because I want to enjoy life. I want to travel. I want to see what's out there, explore, take my family with me. Mm-hmm. That's why I got this Pfizer. <laughs> so I can be out here and travel. You know what I'm saying? So I took, it. it's just crazy. Like, you know, like I said, man, the, the good comes with the bad. Or the bad comes with the good, you know, the yin and the yang. Right. That's just how it is in life. Right. You know, uh, but for, you know, Jay, I, I was just thinking, man, like, you know, I'm I'm an older sibling. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, you know, not, it wasn't no really pressures on me, but it was pressures that I put on my younger sibling. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean is on the child. From his, from his mom's side, but you know, he has younger siblings on his dad's side. Mm-hmm. So, well, it was pressures coming from his mom and grandma, you know, he didn't have like. Mm-hmm. No. I had pressures from both sides. Oh, okay. The expectations were high on both sides. Yeah. So, like, they were like, like, my dad, if you ask my dad right now, <clears throat> he'll he'll tell you that like like even to this day like pressure is still on me to like be the example to set the standard like to this day it's just that like I've accepted it at this point and I, I know how to deal with it but like well I was gonna I was gonna say like you know him being like the only child like he had you know you had the pressures coming from your but you didn't have like pressures coming from a sibling or you know what I'm saying yeah, not in the house. Yeah, but see, Jay, like Jay, is, is the baby of his his family. So like, what what type of like pressures and well, things of that nature, man? That you had, you know, what I'm saying from like your older brother and sister. I don't really think like like my brother and sister. They ain't really give me like no pressure or nothing. I don't think I don't think they really like pressure me really to to be any type of way for real. My brother was a lot older than me anyway, so he was like 11 years older than me. So, you know, by the time I'm, you know, when I'm 10, he out, you know, he 21. So, you know, he probably, what, around first, second grade, you know, he was like in college at that point in time, you know what I'm saying? But I learned a lot from him though, like just cause like he was based off of like a father figure too, being that much older. So it's like you know he, I'm seeing him live life and you know go and so that I think was like a more of an inspiration that I got from like my brother, and my sister. Like you know, oh I see you know my brother doing this and oh he, you know he moving across the country and you know he working for you know Boeing and you know he just you know he got a family and just kind of seeing what he doing, almost you know like showed me okay this is but it was a little different because it was he was like i said like a father figure but he's a brother and not really you know what i'm saying my dad though so it was more like a oh yeah like you know oh yeah that's that's like what i want to be you know what i'm saying i want to be like that and so um 
I think I got more inspiration from from my brother and then my sister, you know. Even with that, you know, she kind of, it was the same way, but she wasn't a lot older than me, but it was like maybe like six years. So, uh, yeah, I think six years. So she was, I guess that's more like what you and my Laisha kind of. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I ain't get like pressure from her, but she was like, she was like an older sister still though. Uh, so I ain't had like, you know, an older brother to like wrestle with and you know what I'm saying, all that type of stuff. But from her standpoint though, she was still like, like we still butted heads and argued all the time because I was the annoying little brother, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I'm the little guy coming in messing up, you know what I'm saying? What's going on like on the on the TV shows? So you know you watching TV and you know you see what the little brothers be doing. Like that's basically the type of stuff I was doing with her. But yeah, I, I really didn't get much pressure from my uh, sister and brother, but like just like really being able to see them and where they went, like that it just like you know, helped me, I think, to just, to try to work hard. And then my dad, you know, he just, he worked hard. He, he do anything, you know, like just whatever, you know, you need your car fixed, you need your house built, you know, you, <laughs> you need like whatever, like for real, like whatever you need, he know how to do it. Gerald dad was like, hey man, I got some tools in the car. So yeah. what you need, you need your hat, your house jacked up, car for jacked real. up, what you need, you need a closet, need some window seals, tell me what you need, I got it. Like for real, so. You know, I, I, you know, was able to see that from him. Just, you know, man, you know, it's, you really can, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, type stuff. So I, I, I'm, I got like a lot of inspiration from, from everywhere, for real. Yeah, boy, Mr. Wilbur, boy, he was like, he was the only person I knew, man. Like this was back in the day, still had a Jerry curl. He was literally like that mechanic that had that, 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 that cool. That that sig on the lip, like boy, boy, what this thing? Boy, 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 they got that that, that carburetor, that carburetor. <laughs> Spray a little bit of that hashing on. <laughs> but he'll know anything, man. Bro, bro, like we had a truck, man. My dad literally put push to start on the truck. We had a push to start truck in like 1999. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, bro. Like we had a button in that mug to turn the. Car on, like for real. I'm like, and you don't even realize it, but you like, man, we got a, we got a button to press. That was, was it. Like, that was unheard of in the in the late nineties. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I had, and then like all the cars got pushed right, to start. Right. But no, Mr. Wilbur, he he had that push to start before push to start was push to start. Get in there, put your foot on the brake, start the car. All right, boy. All right. Now when I tell you to let go, let go. Don't, don't you shock me. Right. Have my Jared curl on fire. I'm here wrong with you. Hey, but he did rock that Jared curl. He rocked that bit to about probably maybe 95, 96, something. <laughs> then he just went the straight wave. Man, look. Yeah, and, uh, my granddaddy, he had a short curl, short Jared curl. Yeah. Stop out right here at the back of the neck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. My uncle just cut it off for him one day. He said, hey, man, let me uh, shave you up. <laughs> took the whole thing off. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, man, I think this is about a, a, a good enough time in the uh, episode. Man, we're going to take a uh, commercial break. We're going to fill up these cups. We're going to light up some more coals. And uh, second half, man, we're gonna we really going to tap into these seven deadly sins, man. And uh, we're going to see... Out of, all, out of the three of, you know, all three of us, which one 
of the sin, the seven deadly sins do we think may consume us the most? Because we all know nobody's perfect. So, it's Woo-isms, and we'll be back. Hey. Continue to be wooed in the middle of Wooisms on Inspire You On Air, the new beat of the bay. We back, we back, we back with this thing called Wooisms. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we've we been, been talking about, you know, I know we're supposed to be talking about deadly sins, but kind of got a little deep in the first half. Talking about the expectations of life and vices and um, kind of just things that, and how we can pass those on to our kids. Yeah. And, uh... Like, during a break, we kind of just talked about, like, pressure in general. Like, the pressure of life. Oh, yeah. And uh, kind of, like, where that comes from. So, um, like, I know, like, like because Wu was, like, you know, I was, the only, I was the oldest on my dad's and my mom's only child. So, I dealt with two different type of pressures. Mm-hmm. One is, like, my mom's pressures, like, my mom had high expectations on her, so therefore that carried down to me, um, which then I started to pass on to my kids, but once I recognized it, you know, I, and it's a, it's a struggle, because it's like, man, you know, like, you have, like, a standard that you try to hold yourself up to, right? Yeah. So, like, you, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to maintain a standard while not trying to crush your kids at the same time mm. you know like it's a standard like it's just certain stuff that like we're not gonna allow yeah and there's certain things that like that you're gonna do and it's it's just it's like it's a certain stature like you're gonna have like period Poop. but at the same time <laughs> <poo. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> not period like como likes to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um with the teeth but um what um but what i've learned is that even within that standard like when mistakes are made like not crushing my kids for the mistakes they make not saying there's like it's no accountability there like you got to hold each other accountable right mm-hmm. but you know let them know that it's okay to mess up and let's just learn from them you know like my son my son very rarely makes the same mistake more than once. My daughter, on the other hand, if she feel it, she going with it. Don't matter. Like, like that's not a mistake. You made that mistake last time. It felt right. It's like, all right, well, it's consequences because of that. You know what I mean? And she's sticking with it, though. She's sticking with it. She's riding with it. It's like, I understand. That's what I felt, though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But, like, what were some of the pressures that y'all dealt with? You know, growing up, or even some of the pressures that you um, try not to place on your kids. Um, well, I'm not even gonna say like pressures on my kids, but like, you know, by me being the oldest on, on my mom's side, you know, I, I had to figure out everything on my own. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have. Well, you know, my mom, she she did. Uh, some type of adult program at University of Mobile. I think she may have started, like, probably when we was in high school or whatever the case may be. But, like, any of my close cousins or, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't have nobody that went off to college. Uh, 
shit, I was basically a first generation college student. You know what I'm saying? Um, first first generation uh, in my family that pledged. So you know that became Greek. Um, so it was a lot of a lot of stuff that I, I I had to figure out on my own. Right. I didn't have uh, no no brother or sister to tell me. So um, when my my little sister when she graduated, she's ready to go off to school. You know, I was trying to tell her some things of what not to do, what she should do, um, and then she basically you know got to the point where she was just like. Hey, this is my life. If I make, let me make my own mistakes and learn from it. Yeah. Okay. As dumb as that may have sounded, <laughs> fine. If that's what you want to do. Right. But I'm just trying to show you and tell you so you won't make the same mistakes that I did. Um, well, what type of mistakes did you make, Woo? Well, I tell you. See, I didn't go on a college tour. Yeah. At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't do it. So, you know, um, when it was time to fill out those applications, because I was in the overbound program, we was able to fill out, like, three or four applications for free. Like, no application fee at that time. Um, I didn't want to go to HBCU. Uh, I didn't want to go to a school in Alabama because I was like, I know I'm not smart enough well, my grades didn't reflect it. My GPA didn't reflect me getting an academic scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had fractured my ankle or whatever the case may be, so that kind of like deterred me from going off to college and playing football. Uh, so I didn't have any alternative plans. So basically I was just like, I know I got to pay for school. Let me find somewhere where I can go, and I don't have to worry about that. Where did I end up going? I ended up going to HBCU. <laughs> right. In New Orleans. 18 years old. Yeah. And on top of that, Dillard University is considered one of the black Ivy League schools. Why do we as black people have to put the little white emphasis on it? But that's what the black people do. Yeah. Along with Fisk and Tuskegee and I want to say Howard is in that too. Uh, all those private HBCUs. <laughs> you had to say it like that. Yes. Private. Yes. So, uh, I ended up going to Dillard's because they gave me the most financial aid, which in return was not enough at all. Uh, <laughs> because the financial aid at that time was twenty two grand a year. Um, so, yeah. So, not only did I become in debt because of that, um, I also ended up leaving because of Katrina. And when I left, where did I go? I went to UAB in Alabama, where most of my friends were at. With your boy. Yes. And I actually called Sean and asked him, should I come? And he told me, hell yeah, come. So, um, basically, like I said, and, you know, then I stayed on campus. I moved off campus. I collected bills on bills. Trying to grow up too fast. Yeah. You know, um... So I tried to explain all this to my, my sister when she got ready to go off to school. And she basically was like, hey, let me make my own mistakes. Let me live my life, which is cool. You can live your life. But if you got somebody there that's trying to tell you or trying to teach you or guide you so you won't make the same mistakes, why not listen? Yeah. You know? Uh, so that, I guess, I guess, you know, 
that's kind of pressure. And then I think my, my baby brother, he might have some pressures of being Wu's little brother. Yeah. You know, um, coming up through the floor and joining, you know, uh, the Omega Lamp Lighters. And, and uh, you know, it's just he's decided to go to Alabama a So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, those type of pressures um, and just me taking on the role of my dad yeah. since my dad passed away. So, not only am I, like, in uh, Tonyo oh, yeah. situation with you, yeah. I'm, like, dad and big brother. Yeah. You know, so... I think I put those type of pressures as just being like older sibling onto my younger siblings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I don't think I really had a lot of pressure uh, from, but I probably had like, I think I put my own pressures on myself mm-hmm. just, you know, mm. trying to live up to what I felt like, you know, I should be like, okay. like I said, like my brother, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking up to him as, you know, that, that father figure type of person as, okay, he doing this, he doing that, I want to do this, you know, I want to be just like him. And so I think I put a lot of pressures on myself to try to be, you know, to be what I saw, you know, as yeah. success mm-hmm. or as, you know, what is good. But then that could be, you know, bad because I feel like, you know, I, I set myself up for things that were not exactly for me. <clears throat> Uh, but just, you know, that it was probably great for him in a certain sense, but, you know, I, I have my own, you know, strengths as well that could be different from his, you know. So, you know, I eventually, I think, learned that to be able to be like, okay, well, you know, be your own person versus, you know, trying to be what you think uh, you should be or what other people think you should be. But, um you know, within that, he still, like I said, he still showed me, though, like, you know, this is what it is, you know, like I said, having a family and being able to provide for your family and, you know, having kids and, you know, what do you do to support your people and make sure that, you know, everybody is still coming up and you leveling up like you should. But, uh, you know, that I think that was a, a big thing for me, just not realizing that, you know, okay, this is great, but you have to do things your own way not the way that other people have before you. I think that's like a really good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of the times we apply pressure to ourselves based on what we think is what it is. Yeah. So, like, society, like, will place, will tell us this is, this is what you should look like. Yeah. This is where you should be. This is what success looks like. It looks like the flashy cars, the huge house, a bunch of money. That type of stuff. So, like, when you're, like, constantly seeing that and you're surrounded by that, like, you automatically start to tell yourself, man, well, I must not be doing anything right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not, I don't have a Range Rover and a Bentley in the driveway. Yeah. I don't have, like, a 3,000, 4,000 square foot house. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't have thousands or millions of dollars. So then, I'm, I, you know, I'm not doing something right. So then, like, they start to mess with your head. From like a self-esteem standpoint, well, what am I doing right? Not doing right. Mm-hmm. Then don't even get on like the physical appearance stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, like you got women all on Instagram. These perfect bodies, right? Tuh. But they full of just plastic and silicone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like you got, but you have other women that see that all the time because they see guys like us. 
guys constantly liking like it. I don't like the pictures, baby. I don't like them. But Tim, he loves you, Tim. One more time. Tim, he loves you, Tim. You know what? Third time for the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Because mm, mm, mm. Tim, he loves you. There you go. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, there you go. So, doom, doom, doom. <laughs> doom, doom. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, you got, you know, got these women that's getting all these different likes and they even get sponsorships because they influencers now and all they did was they had the money or got the money from somebody to go get their body done mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I'm saying and so they flashing all over social media and they have a following well other women see that that don't have a man and they're like well what am I doing right wrong yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have the perfect body. Yep. But you don't understand what other stuff that they might be dealing with, what other demons they might be dealing with. Man, you know what? Like, a lot of people, like like you said, man, like, <clears throat> you know, the, the quote-unquote common female is looking and seeing these other females like that, man. And what they start doing is start lusting over that perfect body. Envy, yeah. They're envious of yeah. their perfect body. Yeah, right. They're lusting for those likes and follows. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, like, I I laugh and joke all the time and say, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're my rich friend. <laughs> no, I'm not rich. <laughs> but uh, go on. But because, you know, he lives in a gay community with a clubhouse. You know what Look, I'm saying? Man, you put my business out there in the street, bro. <laughs> oh, my bad. Look, man, you're going to have people trying to figure out gated communities with clubhouses. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody on Google right now, like, like, like satellite gated community clubhouse. But see, that's how I felt when I felt I'm like my rich friend. And I'm envious of my <laughs> rich friend. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that is like a good segue yeah. into, you know, uh, the next topic, which is, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we tapped on it, but like those seven deadly sins. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> how much of these things consumes a person and brings a person down? You, get, you know what I'm saying? So, just the list, the listing of them to remind everybody. Okay. You got... Lust, mm-hmm. gluttony, mm-hmm. greed, mm-hmm. sloth, mm-hmm. wrath, mm-hmm. envy, mm-hmm. and pride. Yep. Which, if you listen to that that list, it kind of goes back to the 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 topic that we talked about last week with um toxicity. Yeah, yeah. Because I guarantee you, every person. has one of those listed as a characteristic that makes them who they are. Right. And, you know, we're going to go through the list and we're going to talk about them. And then at the end, you know, because I I like for us to interact with the community and for us to, you know, be transparent and and let's kind of like see if we can pick out the main 
one that may consumes us the most. That we really, we really might not even know. You know what I'm saying? So, which one you want to tap on first, Sean? So I mean, I got I got a list of them with definitions. So okay, let's. Uh, first one is lust. Lusting. So lust is a strong passion or longing, especially for sexual desires. Mm. Now the thing is though, with lust is like, of course, the first thing you think about. When you think about lust as sex, of course, because the lust sounds like a sexy ass word. <laughs> <laughs> like it just does. It it just sounds like if you just lust, <laughs> you get the shivering like uh like the hyenas on Lion King said again, <laughs> lust. Ooh, <laughs> Ed. This is kind of this lust is the deadly one. I would say top two is like the deadliest one. Yeah. Um, one because it's masked as love a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people mask it as something that is not because yeah. every all of us we crave love. Yeah. That's what we crave. It's not a person in this world that doesn't crave love. Now the levels of it may be different, mm-hmm. but everybody craves love. Yeah. So what we do is that we mask lust as love to get what we want, which the majority of the time is sex. This boy, this boy preacher. What? That boy good. That boy good. That boy will preach, boy. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Boy, get you some apple juice, some water, and the, uh, and, and the preacher rag. Power aid, power aid, please. Power aid, power aid. Got to restore the electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but think about it though. Think yeah. about it, right? So like, the majority of the time, you know, you hear, man, I thought I thought thought he loved me. Hey, I thought she loved me. But I love a dog. But I love a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I love a dog. So like, you know, like it's, you know, it's and. And the whole time, person just put on this facade, mm-hmm. and really all they did was lust mm-hmm. after this person, or somebody lust after somebody so much to where they think they love them. See that a lot. That's where that stalking shit come in. At. Yeah, it's like I love this person so much. No, no, just the sex is good. Mm-hmm. You know they they putting that pie out on you. Mm. That pie out. Cause you got that whip appeal. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. Right. You know. Keep on whipping no. Mm. <laughs> Boy. You a bit of Nah, I ain't gonna go that Patriot. <laughs> Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go no. <laughs> no. No. But Man, but I heard stories though of not sure, but one of my one of my partners. So they used to skip school back in the day, man. And there was one chick he was messing with. That, th- that girl had some thaya, thaya. Uh-huh. I said, don't tell me because I don't want no. <laughs> I don't even, I never wanted to be, I never wanted to be one of them guys, man, that was caught up over that thaya. Look, man, that thaya have you doing things that you wouldn't think that you do. <laughs> you know, I heard about chicks like, Pushing the car out the yard in neutral, just so they can sneak out the house to go see somebody to get that pie out. Man, 
Well, them dudes be paying for that payout? Man, look, hey, that forty dollars. Shoot, they be forking out more than forty dollars with that payout. Man, I had a homeboy man one time. He was he was over over a chick house, and uh, <laughs> he said he said I aunt had woke up this, and this joker was butt naked hiding in the closet. <laughs> And the whole, only thing I could think of when he was telling me was that that uh that part on uh, uh Boys in the Hood when Trey was telling um Darius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you right though, bro. You right. Like, oh man, that you are dead on. Like people attribute lust with love. Yeah. So yeah. so you know, that's yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. What what we got next? Number two is gluttony. So gluttony is an excessive and ongoing eating of food or drink. Okay. So you know, going back to six hundred pounds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big flapjacks. <laughs> what else? Big big breads. <laughs> What else? <laughs> Big Diet Coke. <laughs> Yo, big ass doing with a Diet Coke. Right. Man, right. Every time I think about that, man. Right. Like, that just, that just, oh. Well, it's got zero calories. Okay, no, no, not when you're drinking a gallon of it, bro. Like, you're still getting something. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, gluttony is. But you know what? Like I never, I never thought of excessive drinking as a form of gluttony. Like I always associated gluttony with food, and yeah, that yeah. was it. So you know, to hear to hear like also excessive drinking is a form of gluttony. Um, I think it'd be anything like consuming anything, right? Because like mm. I mean, that could even be like I mean, you know, it could be you know drugs. You know, it could be, you know, just, you know, uh, I guess, really, I mean, it could even be, like, internet consumption type, you know? Anything that you over-consume. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you over-consume is considered gluttony. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I think people just put it in a box of just, like, food and drink. But, like, anything that you over-consume could be considered as gluttonous. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. I mean, tell me something new. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I always attributed uh, attributed gluttony uh, with food. But, I mean, I guess it, it does make sense. Like, anything that you over-consume yeah. could be gluttony. So, ugh. Yeah, right now, man, that's social media. <laughs> that might be hitting a lot right. of people, though. Right. I was about to say, like, social media, all of us are guilty <laughs> of Oprah's. Like, dog, like, just think about how often you just pick up your phone and endlessly scroll. Yeah. Like, dog, like, you know them pimple popper videos? Oh, yeah. Bro, yes. I can watch them for hours. Talking about with the lady that be popping them? No, well, any of them. Or like the one where they be going into the nose, like with the the little... Bro, look, any of them. <laughs> Bruh, I don't even have to see the face of the doctor to, for me to watch them. I can sit there and watch them for hours, no lie. Man, we was in, we was in the, uh, we was at the barbershop, my barber, right? He was, he, he had it pulled up on the TV... And it was one man that the lady was popping one. It was an ingrown hair on a uh, vagina. 
Oh. No, it's not O. It was ill. <laughs> Bro, I didn't want to see your vagina after that. It was it was nasty. I'm like, how you get a nasty ass boil on your vagina like that? Like, and I'm talking about she just all like coaching like it's okay. I'm finna push, and she pushing it gushing. <laughs> so all right, once again we do sidetracking, but we here now. So like here we go. So. Like, I always, like, question, like, how people let these things get as big as they get, right? Like, because it's not like it just, you went to sleep one night, and then the next night, you had this huge boil, a huge hump on your back, or under your arm, or something like that. Like, that took time to grow. How did you let it get to that size? I don't know, because I, man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that, that's all my, always my question. But I will sit there and watch them dissect and push and Ugh, squeeze. It'd be so nasty. Sometimes it's gray when it come out. Like gray. Gray. Like damn, you got an old boy. Yeah, gray. I'll sit there and watch it, bro. You nasty. You right. Boy. You right. You, I will hours. Who you a hours? You a nasty son of my mother. Tell you right now, like if it was to come on TV, like say Doctor Pimple Popper was on for the next four hours when y'all left. I sit down on that couch and watch for the next four hours. You are a weird individual. Call me what you will. Nasty fuck. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's nasty. Like, like you could have said, man, I can sit up there and watch porn. Like, I watch westerns. Nah, this, this joke like, let me see a boil on a titty. But have have you actually watched one though? Yes. You done seen one? Yeah. It's not captivating at all. Like you don't sit there at least watch two or three videos in a row. I had no choice but to watch it in the barbershop. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, right now, if I was we be recording. No, bro, this no, this ain't long or the SVU. Like, nah. <laughs> no, son. Like, are you lusting over pimples? No, man. It's just fascinating. I don't get like hot and bothered because like somebody popping pimples. You know what I'm saying? Now that would be a crazy fetish. Ooh, girl, pop that pimple. Yes. <laughs> like, that would be an awful fetish. Like yes, yes, yes. Pop, squeeze it slow, squeeze it slow. Oh yeah. You can't help but the squeeze it slow. <laughs> that would be awful. Ooh, out. Ooh, ah. Ooh, look at that jizz out there. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> so the third is greed. Oh man, greed's definitely top three for me. Greed. So the definition of greed is an excessive pursuit of material goods. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people agree. Yeah. We are materialistic individuals. Sad but true. You know, especially, especially, you have somebody that grew up that couldn't have what they wanted when yeah. they was growing up. Yeah. So, like, I hear that a lot. Like, you know, I had homeboys, man, that just buy J's out the Wahoo. Like, bro, why why you got so many J's? Because I couldn't have it when I when I when I was growing up. 
So now that I got money, I won't just because. You know, uh, me, like I, I, I get on my cousin all the time because my cousin, he stays. He stays going to like marketplace and offer, you know, looking for deals on like, he say practically new, but it's used stuff. Um, after after the uh, the Cavalier with the clean um twenties on it. Yeah, I remember that. That was used. <laughs> I never had a used car after that. Like I me, cops call me a, a greedy, materialistic individual, but I like buying stuff brand new. And I don't care if it depreciates in value. If it's a brand new car. I want to make sure my ass is the first one that sits in the seat besides the person that's driving it off the doggone truck. If it's a new mattress, new bed, new couches in the house, I want to be the first one that lay butt-ass naked on that mattress. New, new. I want to be the first one that, that falls off in the seat and, and, and rub my butt in and make my butt make a memory foam out the cushion in that air like I like new. You know what I'm saying? Call me materialist. Call me a greedy person. I'm a greedy person for new stuff. I am. I, and my cousin get mad at me all the time. Why why you why you want to buy stuff and it depreciate? Why you want something that somebody I didn't even want to I didn't want when I got my house, I said I wanted a brand new house. Because I don't know, somebody could have died in this house that was foreclosed. And somebody and something come hunt me at night. <laughs> Hell to the knock. Give me something new. And make sure it ain't on over no graves. <laughs> my black ass be scared. <laughs> <laughs> but I want new, man. I'm sorry. I mean... I'm kind of with you. I, I I don't like crave new, but as far as like your viewpoint on why to get new, I see that. Yeah. You know, like they got crave. I gotta have. Like I'm sorry, Any, anything that I'm buying that's gonna be mine, I want it new. I'm not knocking nobody that gets used because I was there. Just talking about you. Yeah, I'm just talking about me. Y'all remember the day woo? The day woo. I remember it. And, and not the, the TV. I had a car. Yeah, and the car and the tag said D A space woo. woo. Yes. yes. Mm, with some spinning hubcaps. Yeah, I remember it. The only thing that was used, well, the car was used and the hubcaps because I went to an apartment complex and stole them. Mm. Yeah. Woo child. That was back in the day. Woo child. But I've been saved, I've been delivered. And I'm where the money resides. <laughs> and that's all Mary had a little laugh. <laughs> oh, gracious. Oh, shit. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Yes, sir. Let's go. Sloth. Now, when I said, when I heard sloth, I'm thinking about the little animal with the meme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. Me too. Is Sloth what was in Zootopia? 
Oh yeah, the dude the that was writing the. Oh man, yeah. that's a <laughs> classic movie. What is that? Classic. Oh, you never seen Zootopia? Zootopia? No. Oh, oh man. man, yeah, you gotta watch it. Man, my son had that on replay for like two years. It was the same here. Like, like kids, was, I was like, you know what? We can watch Zootopia as much as you want, guys, because yeah. it's a really good movie. It really was. And the underlying, the underlying message though is about like discrimination though. Zootopia. Yeah. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. Okay, I might have to go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's dope. I like, uh, Insloth, the dude from the Goonies. Hey, you guys. I don't know. I don't, I don't you watch know, the Goonies. You know why you never watch the Goonies? Nope. What about you, Jay? You... I seen it, but I, I it wasn't something. Oh, I man. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, we'll watch the yeah. Goonies. You go watch the Goonies. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So, definition is, uh, sloth is an excessive laziness or the failure to act and utilize one's talents. I know a lot of people that are sloth. I just, I always contributed sloth with like dirty. Lazy. La- lazy and dirty. <laughs> if you dirty, you lazy, you dirty. Yeah. If, if you dirty, you lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just, yeah, I, I contribute a sloth like with, I don't know why, but like, when I just hear the word sloth, I just think of like you like dirty, lazy, you slow. Yeah. Like the animal sloth. Like he just looked dirty and like he always got like a dirty, nasty, like uh pedophilic look on his oh, face. Man. He just be chilling, man. The sloth just But he like sometimes he be got he be having that <laughs> What the what? <laughs> 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 like creep, man. Like a creep. <laughs> they must do look weird though. They they look weird as hell, but you know they they seem pretty peaceful. They just like they look like they just high high. Yeah, they do. World. Like, yeah, they just oh, like like I'm dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I gotta keep my shit together. <laughs> Leave me be, man. I get there when I can, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So next one is wrath. Wrath is a strong anger and hate towards another person. I feel like people even have wrath towards situations, mm-hmm. not yeah. just people. You know, like we've been talking about, like growing up and. How people have problems letting go of situations when they grew, you know, that happened to them when they were kids. Like, it's not even necessarily tied to a specific person all the time. It could be mm-hmm. a situation that you just refuse to let go. Yeah, I, um, I don't, I don't think I ever got to a point where I can say I hate someone, but. <clears throat> can be a pretty angry person. I can I can I can hold anger. You can hold it. I can show it. Harness it. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that that uh, yeah. That might uh, that might got me. I might be uh, Yeah. Because uh 
vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yeah. And Wu's like, nah. <laughs> nah, it's mine. Like, no. <laughs> right. Right. So, like, my mom, man, I used to hear my mom pray, right? Like, when she first, you know, really, like, got saved and, like, you know, gave her life to Christ. She'd be like, God, you know what I'm saying? I know, you know, you say the battle is not yours. It's, you know, not mine. It's yours. You know, God, I just ask that you get them. You get them right now. <laughs> like, right now. I'm like, damn, right now? Don't wait 20, 30 minutes. Like, Lord, don't wait uh, tomorrow. Get them right now. Lord, you said you said you and Jesus on the main line. Call and tell them what you want. I need you to get them right, 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 right now. Get them right now. Get them right now. I'm like, I'm probably see God was like, right now? Sandwich. Yeah. What you mean right, right now? Like, you know, like, like, I can't finish eating my sandwich. <laughs> right. She's like, right, right now. now. Like, Put it down. Like, ooh. Ooh. That's a. I don't black women be. They want stuff right now. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, right now. And I'm sitting there holding her hand while she's praying. I'm like, right now. Is she talking about me, Lord? I don't think I did anything today, God. I mean, you re- review my day. Hopefully it's not me. <laughs> I said, right now. I said, well, right Man. now. That was like that one time, man, with Gerald threw them hands on Bo in the in the van. Just, <laughs> boy, I, I ain't never seen Jay get that angry in life, ever. After that, ever. He was look, angry, a little something. Oh man. But I feel like a lot of short people probably deal with the wrath. Bruh, my wife. I love my wife. He love you, Tim. Yeah, for sure. For real, he love you though, Till. Yeah, straight up. Sean, he don't look. He trying to get in trouble this this episode. Nah, but but like, <laughs> but like you know, and like, hey, look, God has brought her a mighty long way. Cause she know how to control that thing now. But before, before she got delivered, <laughs> oh, that was my pistol. <laughs> <laughs> to my snap, crackle, and pop in a second, boy. <laughs> She used to be like she used to, used to be like my little my, my little pit bull on the leash. <laughs> yeah, like I'm talking about like quick, and I'm just like, why are you like that? She's like, I don't know, I guess because I'm short. But then I look at my son, right? So my son's short, especially for his age at seven. He will pop off fast at somebody. Like if it, if he like choose, he's like, all right, today is the day I got time. <laughs> he will pop off fast. Like, it was a kid at uh, on his baseball team. First day, dude said something to him. He was just like, oh, dad, it didn't bother me. I was good. You know, I just ignored it and started talking to my other friends. I said, well, you know, good job, son. Way to handle it peacefully. The next week, the boy tried to say something else to him. He said, you tried that last week. It's not happening again. Stop talking to me. And I was like, way to go. Good job. Way to go. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. But, like, he'll do that. Like, he'll pop off fast. Layla, on the other hand, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. Well, she get that from you. Somewhere, yeah. I don't, I just don't, I just don't let a lot of stuff bother me. I don't let a lot of stuff bother me either, but I'm going to let you know that it didn't bother me, but don't try me again. See, like, I'm just the kind of, I'm type, you know, I, you know how I am. I just laugh. So I'm like, ha, oh, man, you stupid as hell. It's all right, though. All right, it's all right. God love you. 
God, God bless you. Well, God love you enough because he ain't let me kick your ass. Right <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but like, I, I just, I just don't, you know, I don't get, I, I, I don't get too riled up. I just yeah. don't. I'm saying way, man. Like, almost that, like I said, nonchalant type stuff, or you know, because some people do stuff. They try to try to get a reaction, and then when you don't react, then they like, or that you don't react how they expected you to. Right. Then it's like, all right, so what next? Right. Yeah. What we got next? All right, number six, envy. Mm. Envy is the intense desire to have an item that someone else possesses. That's a huge one. Yeah, it is, man. But, okay, why wouldn't envy and lust be one of the same? So, I think lust is more specific. Yeah. Like, Alright, if I, I look at it, it's a strong passion or longing for something. So it doesn't mean that it's somebody else's and I want it. It's just something mm, I want. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's the extra layer to it. Like, it's somebody else's and you like, I want oh, what they got. Like, that ought to be mine. Yeah, you know? I want what they got. What lust is like, Yeah. it could be sitting there on the ground. <laughs> like, if I want it. I, I like I desire to have it. I don't care where that. Mm. Hell, in most states, they don't care what type of condition it's in. That is true. You know, but with envy, like this person has the life that I want. Yeah. So I'm gonna I envy them for it, and in, and in cases, like they'll do whatever it takes, not only to have that life, but to ensure that that person no longer has that life. Yeah, which is the jacked up part about yeah, it. Yeah, that's like basically like the the Nipsey Hustle type type stuff, you know? Like you envy me so much, you gotta take try to take me out the game. Right. So, right. You know that that's where it you know it goes to a whole nother level because I think you know a lot of people, like I said, for some people there might be more of a lust where it's like, oh that person have that, I would like to have that too, but then envy a whole nother like, oh he got that man, man, nah that that need to be me. That ain't him. Yeah. And so yeah, that's like right. a whole nother layer because like you said, that drive you to do something at that point or, or you know, either you're going to try to take it from them or, you know, you're going to try to make sure that they don't have it. Or, you know, and that's like relationship stuff. Like, oh, if I can't have her, then nobody can have her. Fact. You know, and then, you know, we have heard a lot of stories like that kind of, you know, on that level, mm-hmm. especially down here. Like, it's crazy how many people be you know, take stuff to that extreme. Right. Yeah, that's 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 crazy in itself, man. I mean, even though, like, and it's crazy, man, like, when you, when it's your friends that envy you. Right. Man, yeah. that, that's, now that, now yeah. that, that's the killer now. But it, it's, it's typically, honestly, dog, typically it's the people that's closest to you. Yeah. To, like, envy you and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they see they see firsthand what you got. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, all right. So like a friend, a, a friend of family, like they don't see just the surface of it. They see everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't see just the big house. They see the big house, four bedroom, two bath, three thousand square feet, theater room, whatever, whatever. You know, they see it all. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh man, that person has a big house. You know, they know. So like for them knowing all those details and knowing specifically. Then, you know what you got like that causes them to envy 
even more, even take it a step further. Say you got a childhood friend, right? And both of y'all came from the same place. Y'all grew up in the same neighborhood. Family dynamics was pretty similar or whatnot. But then you end up doing one thing and they end up doing the other. They're not successful. You are. And they envy you. And they're like, well, they came from the same place as I did. Why are they successful and not me? And instead of looking at themselves and figuring out where it went wrong, they blame you for succeeding. Yeah. You know, which is like, so I'm supposed to apologize for being successful? Yep. That's what they expect, man. Like, I, I'll, share, I'll share a little story, man. Um, a few years ago, um, had a family member that passed away, or whatever the case may be, and uh, they asked uh, my mother, because uh, when my grandmother passed, All my my mom and her brothers and sisters they uh, they had filed a, a lawsuit against the the hospital for uh, what's the shit called um, not misconduct but uh, negligence yes negligence and they won they got a settlement whatever the case may be and what my mom did with her you know. Got the house that we we grew up in, and she also uh, ended up buying a plot next to my grandmother. Right, so years pass, and you know, one one of uh, one of her siblings passed away, and her children came to my mom and was like, "Hey, can we have the plot that you got next to?" Grandma, so we can bear a mother there. I told my mama no, don't don't do it. So they got mad at us and was like, you know, y'all uh, y'all think no, they, they you think you so much better than us because you went off to college and you went to the military and all this other stuff. I was like, no, I don't think that I'm better than than y'all because we grew up together. We grew up in the same living quarters together. I don't think I'm better than y'all. I just think I made a better decision in life than y'all dumbasses. <laughs> if you want to be honest, you know what I'm saying? So they were envious of me because of the decisions that I made after we all grew up and graduated high school. You know what I'm saying, and like you, like you say, it's always the ones that are close. Most nine times out of ten, it's the ones that are most closest to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, like, and I tell y'all all the time, man. Like, people are watching like what we do, and the first thing they be like, man, see, what them niggas can do, we can do it. Not, don't say it like that. Be like, well, shit. I know if my friends can do it. We all can do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times it's how you say things and how you go about doing things because that mentality will consume you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So if I if I'm seeing if I'm seeing his make great moves for him and his family, 
I'm gonna tap in and be like, shit, Hess, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna get on your level, bro. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I ain't finna go over here and talk to Jerry like, man, this nigga Hess over here, man. That nigga think he better than us, bro. Like, fuck this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a whole different, it shouldn't, if it is something, you know, it shouldn't be like, oh, well, this person's doing that, so I'm going to do this to make sure that, you know, because I can do it better than they can. It's more like, oh, well, like I said, a- ask them about it, or, you know, it, it shouldn't be like, you know, you trying to take me out the game because, you know, you envying what I'm, what I'm doing. Straight up. Yep. All right, so the the final one is pride, which I think pride is, in my opinion, probably the most common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pride is an excessive view of oneself without regard for others. So it's the way that that definition sounds is just almost like I'm so prideful, like I don't, like I, I hold myself above others. Mm-hmm. But the way I look at pride is I'm so prideful that I won't I won't seek I won't Bless seek you. help Bless from anyone. Right. Also. Bless you. Man, you got Roman nigga, that was three in a row. The soon tight. Appreciate it. Hopefully that'll stop you from sneezing. <laughs> Go get till thermometer. I mean not, uh, the, the little shotgun thing. <laughs> Check this nigga temperature. Glad I'm not a six percent vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Pfizer, right? <laughs> but like pride, pride to stop you from like getting healed, man. Yeah, you know, like we we've been talking a lot about like just stuff that we deal with or have dealt with, and like pride will prevent you from telling people you're struggling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it uh, pride to tell you that like, hey, look, you, you no, you good. You don't want to tell them you're struggling because then you're showing weakness. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, that's not that big of an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you dealing with this addiction. It's fine. You got it. You can get off of it whenever you want to. That's what pride will tell you. Mm-hmm. But, like, in essence, like, oh, you can't. And you need help or assistance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But pride, man, pride will hold us like no other because there's so many things that can spawn from pride this boy preaching <laughs> you hear me yeah, for real this boy preaching but it's but think about it right like think about it like you're you have an issue like alright so let's take let's take Kanye for instance right so a lot like obviously he has some type of mental disorder Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree, right? Yep. But the pro- the the problem with his mental disorder isn't just his mental disorder; it's the fact that he feel like he feels like he doesn't have one. Yeah. So when you feel like you don't have one, he won't take the medicine. So therefore, it's it's not controlled. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then he goes on these span this these spastic spastic rants. And it's like, well, you know, like he knows he has this, whatever, whatever. Pride is telling him, dog, ain't nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with you. You don't need that medicine. They just trying to, you know, keep you in a box. So, 
you know, I think it's, I feel like that's, in my opinion, that's the deadliest one. Yeah, it'll, it'll get in the way of a lot of stuff. Like I said, it block your blessings, you know. Um, like I said, people need help and don't, you know, you don't want to ask for, you don't want to accept something from somebody for whatever reason, like, you know, it's something that you might really need, you know. I, I think to a certain extent, probably everybody kind of had their moments, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I didn't, you know, turn down things from time to time just based on like, nah, I'm good. But, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't have hurt it to, to accept that, you know, or, you know, even if it's, you know, a, a level of advice, you know, not even taking advice from somebody because you, you like, nah, I'm good. I don't yeah. need that. Right. But, you know, somebody could, you know, that's been where you've been before might be able to give you a little bit of advice and help you. You know, uh, avoid a few headaches. Right. If you ain't had that pride. Right. Oh, yeah. That kind of goes back to, like, our conversation about, like, siblings want to make their own mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pride is just telling them, like, hey, look, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to learn from my own mistakes. Which, hey, yeah. look, like, life teaches everybody different things. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, the analogy I, look, I use, if I stick my hand in a shredder and I, I pull it out, I'm like, hey, look, my hand is mangled. Don't stick your hand in that shredder, because if you do, this is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Instead of them being like, nah, you know, I'm not going to stick my hand in there, because I don't want to end up like that. They say, well, I may can handle pain better than that. Mm-hmm. My hand ain't going to look as bad when I pull it out the shredder. How bad would that hurt? Yeah, it's not going to hurt that bad, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But pride, pride to give you that mentality. Yep. Deepness. <laughs> so, uh, after hearing the sadly the seven deadly sins, I wanted to hold my comments to the end, and uh, I do believe that pride may be the one that consumes me the most. Um, the reason why I say that is because Tay tells me all the time that I don't show emotions. And like you said earlier, Sean, I do feel like when you show emotions, that's a sign of weakness and a sign of vulnerability. And people read that and they attack vulnerable vulnerable. Vulnerability. I don't. Vulnerability. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they trying to take me out. Yeah. But when people see that man, that you're vulnerable, man, they they uh they attack that. Well, that's how I feel. And uh, you know, um, pride. Stepped in and ended up what well, it caused tension in a certain group me amongst friends <laughs> for some years, mm-hmm. for some years. But uh, and it was my pride. But in the end, you know, I put that to the side and. Uh, yeah, man. Pride, pride. I think pride is like the one that consumes me the most. 
And uh, like I said, I know I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, do I live my life as a hellion 24-7? No, I don't. <laughs> but uh, do I live my life strictly by the Bible? No, I don't. Um, but I do feel like I'm a religious type person. And like I said, man, like when we tapped into these seven deadly sins today, man, it just, it, it brought light to me and what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we ain't gonna get too biblical on here, man. I'm gonna say, I was, I was about to go there a little bit, but we ain't gonna do it. Probably nah, short on time. Nah, we ain't gonna do it today, man, because we, we ain't got no people in the building to pass a collection plate. <laughs> We ain't, we ain't got nobody. We, we can't pass the benevolent offering. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. You know, sometimes we get a little deep on here. Yeah. But it's all it's all good. It's all good, man. It's all got to be multifaceted. Yes. So you know, heads. Which which one do you think consumes you the most? Oh, it's probably one hundred percent. One hundred. Yeah, it's probably one hundred percent. And, and it it kind of goes back to just like the um, <clears throat> the not wanting to. Let, let myself down. Not let one. Not wanting to let others down because, like, I feel like I, I have a lot of people that look up to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't be off my square because of that. Right. You know what I'm saying. So, um, what that does though is that puts me in positions to where I choose to not let people know what I'm really struggling with. Mm-hmm. You know, so they won't. So they won't have to worry about me. It's like I don't want you worrying about me. You know what I'm saying? Like I got, I figured this out. But don't worry about me. Gotcha. But that can be a detriment as well. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jay? Uh, yeah, looking through the list, man. I think that's probably the same for me, man. Pride, probably the biggest. You know, like you said, getting thing that get in the way. Um, you know, just. I mean, from little stuff, man. I mean, it might even be, you know, just I might be doing something in the yard, you know, and, and I might, you know, it might be a little easier for me to, you know, say, like, all right, Melissa, can you go grab this or, you know, you go do this or bring, or she might offer it like, hey, you need me to. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I got it. But really, though, I probably could use that bit of help. When you be out there pushing and pulling that long. Yeah, when I be out there. Mm, <laughs> be, be, yeah. be priming yeah, in the prime <laughs> But, yeah, you know, that, that level of stuff, I think, yeah, it really, I think that's my biggest thing, that pride, man. And, like I said, keeping certain things away from others sometimes, you know, just to – keep them at ease or to keep them from worrying about, you know, or even trying to offer something else that you also still going to have to say no to after that. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I'm good now. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty dope, bro. Like, I'm, you know, proud of you guys, man, because we're <laughs> opening up to the people. Yeah. Opening up to the people, man. Uh, I think I think everybody, like I said, uh, you know, just going back to when we were talking about toxicity. I, I feel like, like you said, Sean, everybody has a little bit of toxicity, and yeah. everyone suffers from one of these seven deadly sins. Yeah, absolutely. 
And, uh, you know, if you just go through the definitions, if you listen to what we were talking about tonight, when Sean read each definition out, and you, you just look into yourself, and I promise you, you'll find out that you suffer from one of the seven deadly The seven deadly sins. Wooza. 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 This moment of the episode is everybody's favorite moment in the episode. It's the Wusa moment of the week. Sometimes during the week, you might just go through something where you need to take a step back. You need to get a breather, rub your ears, and just Wusa it on out. Which one of my brothers would like to go first this week? Man, I, I'll go, man. Uh, man, we, uh, I'm still going through, this feel like a woosah month, man. Like I said, <laughs> my, uh, my truck's still down and, you know, I got, I got people missing from work and all kind of stuff like that. So it's just been a long, uh, long woosah. Uh, I've been <laughs> having to be pulled in so many more directions and while also dealing with, you know, one vehicle and, you know, just even more coming in, trying to set up these uh, business affairs for the expansions and all that kind of stuff. It's just getting wild, man. So, uh, Wusa. <clears throat> Touche, brother. <sighs> mama, I love you. Oh, uh, man. But Mama got to catch this Wusa this week. So we had a situation with my little girl, man. She was in a group text with some of her friends. One of her friends let her boy cousin in the group, and he was talking reckless to my baby. Right? And he's older than them. Mm-hmm. So I'm more of a proponent of I can't fight my battles for my kids. I can coach them through it and advise them, but I can't fight the battle. Mm-hmm. My mama ain't there yet. Mm-hmm. So, of course, when we talking about it now in that playhouse, my mama like, let me see, you know, that just that like that text just came through. Let me see the text. And so I automatically knew when she grabbed the phone, I said, she finna try to text these kids back. Right. So she can read type. I was like, hey, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Do not do that. Don't text them back. She was like, all I'm going to say is that I'm Layla's grandmother. And that they don't need to be talking to people like that. Said so that's it's not for you to fight. She need to learn how to deal with this stuff on her own. So she turns and looks at me and says, "Well, what you gonna do?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, we pulling, oh, we pulling that card." I said, "Absolutely nothing." You know why? Because Layla needs to learn how to fight through these situations by herself. And if we constantly try to fight for her, she's not going to learn how to fight herself. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to do anything. And she kind of looked at me like, ugh. And I was like, yo, first, don't try to pull my card. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't try to pull my card and be like, what you going to do? Nothing. You know why? Because of this. So, I had to turn around and pull the parent card. Because mm. I'm the parent. 
They don't like that. No, not at all. She was not happy. <laughs> she was not happy at all. Not happy. And so I, I, you know, I don't mind explaining my reasoning for things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So therefore, you have more understanding. So I explained it. My grandma understood. I really think she understood too. She just didn't want to accept it in that moment in time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I get ready to leave. I'm like, hey, you straight? You good? And I was like, woo-sa. <laughs> she was like, get off of me. <laughs> I said, it's going to be all right, champ. It's going to be all right, champ. Just woo-sa. Get off of me. Don't talk to me. And I was like, wow. Wow. I bet she probably, she probably, she probably texted her. The group chat. Nah, dog, because Layla went with me. So, no, she didn't. She went you left? Nah, nah, dog, man, I'll be hot if she turned around and did that. I might flip the dining room table over at her house. <laughs> she do that. I'm like, you did it anyways? <laughs> yeah, I'm flipping the table over. But, yeah, I was just like, no, she tried, she kind of, she tried to come for me a little bit. But this was like, you know, like the first time in a while I had to pull the the parent card. Yeah. She she ain't like that. How did that make you feel? <laughs> like a boss. Because <laughs> 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 it's like, what could you say? Like, that's my kid. This is how I want to parent my kid. You can't say nothing. Mm. You can you can you know. Well, I feel like this. Okay. And so like I even had to take it through the scenario of like the like. She was like, a parent needs to know what's going on. Okay, cool. Let's walk through that situation and see how that turns out. Now tell me if the behavior changes. It probably doesn't. So. I mean, I think his pride set in. It did. (laughs) In that moment, when she looked at, you should have saw how she turned and looked at me. She like, what you going to do? I was like, oh, what? Okay. What I'm gonna do about my kid? Let me tell you. Your, hum- your humble ass ain't laughed that off. No, no. No, I'll tell you this, bro. I'll tell you this. Like, I can laugh a lot off, but when I choose not to laugh at all, I am petty to the umph degree. <laughs> to the umph degree. The umph degree. <clears throat> like, I'm like, all right, I'm choosing not to be humble. Like, we can go there. Petty Roosevelt. Yeah, straight up. Petty Pendergrass. So, <laughs> right. We can go there. But that's my woosah moment. Oh, man. Mine, uh, shit, I should let you win last, man. Mine ain't gonna be that heavy. Uh, I'm finna hit two birds with one stone. <laughs> oh, man. Mama and the homie Carrie. Do you know, like, I'm gonna tell you what I hate, man. I hate, like, when you. When you ask somebody for something or you want to do something for them and you ask them for some stuff and it seems like they just wait forever to get it to you and then once they get you the stuff, then they rush you to do it. (laughs) Right? So, we are in May. No, April. I'm sorry. We're in April. W2 start hitting when? January. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh man! I know what this yeah. is going. <laughs> so, told mama, you know, I've been, I've been doing, I've been doing my taxes since 05. I've been doing mama's, you know, a little bit shortly after that. 
Alright, so I told her, I was like, hey, you know, finna sit down, do my text, woo the woo, blah, blah. She's like, okay, I'm just waiting on something to get something to you. Alright. Couple weeks pass. I'm still waiting on get something to you so you can do it. Okay. Alright. Couple months pass. I still, I'm still gonna, you know, get my, get my stuff to you. Okay, mom, just whenever you get it, that's fine. It's your taxes, not mine. I'm good. Whenever you get it to me, just get it to me, and I'll sit down and do it. Okay. So she finally got the stuff, maybe a week ago. Right. She sends my little brother to send me the, the stuff to do it. Not even... Three hours later. Hey, you start on my taxes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Why not? Because I don't feel like doing them right now. I'm going to get them done. Oh, okay. Two days later, we talking about something totally different. You, you did my taxes yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, well, damn, you just ain't going to do my taxes, huh? I thought I said, well, damn, you just got me the paperwork, huh? <laughs> but I didn't because that's mama. I said, no, I, I got you, okay? Shit, I'm like, how you going to rush me to do something that took you forever to get me the shit to do it? Right? But, and then get an attitude when I say, I said, I was, I think I had some, I was like, mom, I got homework to do. <sighs> okay. Well, damn, you want me to not do my homework to do your taxes? You can wait. You ain't hurting right now, boo. So then, leave him on. The homie here, he, he's the head athletic director at Grambling State University. Shout out to my dog. Right? So, this was like maybe halfway through March. I was like, big dog. I need a workout plan. I'm trying to, you know, get 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 this get this body right because I don't want to hit the beach at the end of April for some shit, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, man, I'm a build. Not not only me, but you know, it was it was a couple of us in the group. He's like, I'm a build y'all uh, workout plan in this app. Blah blah blah. All right, cool. This was like I said, middle of March. This nigga just built it out and sent it Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday being April 8th, 7th? Mm. This nigga like, y'all need to hurry up and get started. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I have to get mentally prepared for this. Like, not only are you going to drop a work-off plan to me in the middle of the week. Can I just be fat for the rest of the week and then go to the grocery store on Sunday to start on Monday? Like, how, how you going to rush me to get started on something I asked you over a month ago for? You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate when people... Give you stuff and then expect for you to be starting then. Like immediately. Don't rush me, motherfucker. You ain't <laughs> Jerry, you gotta hit that bro. <laughs> Oh he oh his job gonna be hard this oh, week. Man, crazy. But I'm like, don't rush me 
and it took you forever to do. Like, I hate that. I probably just got a little tizzy. <laughs> That's a tizzy with a tangent. But I'm sorry. Like, Mom and Carrie, y'all had to get the business this week. I thought I was going to come in and talk about another white person, but no. Mm-mm. Rush me to do something and it took you forever in a day. Yeah. That's what people do. Golly. I always tell people your emergency is not my emergency. Right. And then I'm, especially if I'm doing something out of the kindness of my heart. Like, seriously? But hey, I still love them nonetheless. Mm hmm. Do better. Straight up. Fellas, y'all got anything else y'all want to close out with? Nope. I ain't got nothing right now, man. I got some work stuff happening right now. Uh oh, he's gonna fire somebody else. That ain't the that ain't the uh, the person with the toe. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> hey, look, if he had came in late today, and like, man, dog, I'm sorry, bro. Look. Somebody, you know what I'm saying, had to get their kneecap taken out today. I'll be like, Gerald, go home, bro. Just bye. Just bye. Just go home, man. Be with your baby and your wife. Hey, man. But look, though, uh, hey, man, huge announcement. Like, uh, as always, you can catch us on the Inspire You On Air Network each and every Saturday night from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. And guess what? If you miss it that night, we also have a replay of the episode the following Friday night, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Yep. So you'll be able to catch Wilson's podcast two nights, Friday and Saturday night, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. We're doing big things, baby. Yeah. Once again, shout out to the boss lady. Oh man, Woo. boss, boss. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna touch on that. We still new. We still new. This has been another episode of Wooisms. It's your boy Woo. It's your boy Big S. J Easy. And we gonna let DMX take us out tonight, man. We love you, DMX.
drama with my mama. She got on some flash, so I split and said that I'ma be that seed that doesn't need much to succeed. Strapped with mad greed, a heart that doesn't bleed. I'm ready for the world, or at least I thought I was. Bagging when I caught a bus, I'm thinking about how short I was. Going too fast, it wouldn't last, but yo, I couldn't tell. Group homes and institutions prepare my uh -huh. for jail. They put me in a situation forcing me to be a man when I was just learning to stand without a helping hand. Damn, was it my fault? Something I did to make a father leave his first kid at seven doing my first bit. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wooisms. It's your boy Woo. It's your boy Big S. J Easy. You can follow your boy Woo on every social media platform on IG K underscore D underscore Wooten and on Facebook Kendrick Wooten. You can follow your boy on all social media platforms at Big underscore Hesley. Yeah, you can find me on IG at J underscore E E Z E Y. But look, y'all follow the podcast on IG at Wooisms Pod. Find us on Facebook, Wooisms Podcast. You can also see us on YouTube. Check out those videos, Wooisms Podcast. And don't forget to go download the free Inspire You On Air app in your app stores and tune in each and every Saturday night from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. for all the new episodes of Wooisms. And don't forget we're going to drop on every podcast platform that following Monday. Hey, also, if some reason can't catch us either one of those days, catch us on Fridays on the Inspire You On Air app from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. And we out. Yeah. We out.